Good afternoon, Patriots, and today is Tuesday, April 25th in the year 2022, 2023, sorry. Time jump, time warp, whatever, all good. Can't keep track of the days anyway. They move so fast these days, it's pretty incredible. But what I can keep track of and will keep track of is making sure my home defense is up in order. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. That's it, itargetpro.com. Head on over there, use your offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Well, the story of Tucker continues to ripple through the media, as one would expect, but it's really, if you want to know the real motives behind it, probably has a lot more to do with some illicit lawsuits that have been put together to try to sue Tucker for one. Ray Epps was part of that, that that uh, hand puppet of the CIA or FBI, who helped initiate January 6th. They're now using him as a front man to lead a lawsuit against Tucker, which we know will be erroneous. But keep in mind that these lawsuits really are not only to reinforce narratives right now of the lies, keeping that they're very concerned about losing the base that they have. This is a really important component to comprehend is that they're seeing a, a, a hemorrhage of people that are waking up. So a lot of the positioning that's happening right now between letting go of Tucker, uh, I we hear Maria Bartoloma was apparently released as well. I have no idea. I haven't confirmed that officially yet. We know that Don Lemonade was sent on his way. All of these things are to try to narrow down the bandwidth of what the media's agencies are doing. They're all out for profit cable news outlets anyway. And they all have the right legally under Obama's rules to uh, use propaganda. So they've been playing both ends to the middle, which is a classic Mossad strategy. And that's by, you know, by deception, we wage war. Fox has been fanning the flame of the right and CNN's been fanning the flame of the left. But the problem is that the left and the right are starting both to wake up and realize that this is one big game and scam, and they're concerned about that center band that still sits dutifully in front of Fox and dutifully in front of CNN. So they're cutting their, they're cutting their losses. Get rid of Tucker. There's a whole bunch of people, believe it or not, that think that's a good thing because Tucker was an anomaly, and especially with Ray Epps now having his testimony on 60 Minutes, which we know is an upstanding organization, the 60 Minutes would never lie, manipulate the truth, nor would they be funded by the CIA. We know that. And so in doing that, Ray Epps has said that Tucker ruined his life, so we've got a new lawsuit coming there. And then you have some uh, Kazarian mafia Jew that's suing Tucker for apparently uh, anti is anti-Semitic comments that apparently, according to 
O'Reilly, who's another suspect in this whole thing anyway, um, they, they've got Tucker on tape. Now, that's all, also just another world that we have to enter into now is validation of voice. These AIs are amazing right now. I mean, I don't say that in a positive way, but we've already seen a, an artificial intelligence show by Joe Rogan that was completely of Joe Rogan, completely created by an artificial intelligence with Joe's voice and the voice of a guest. So the ability to recreate voice is well within the grasp of the artificial intelligence. So, of course, now that gets into the forensic evidence, which not a single court in this land in a civil suit will even bother to look at, let alone be able to because they don't have the technology to be able to dissect whether that was an AI-generated recording or not. And just as a throw a flag up, because we're going to be talking a lot about AI tonight, this is something just to be very wary of. I mean, they are gearing up now to decimate any of the conservative voice. And so you will be exposed, we will all be exposed at a certain point to people that are giving testimony that may be completely erroneous, it could be completely fabricated, then the voice testimony is easy to fabricate it in AI. The visual testimonies are a little more complex, the ARs, AIs are not that adept yet in doing that. But you just have to be very suspect of everything that's coming across the web. This is the cesspool of humanity right now and AI, and it's all in one big sewer churner, and we're all being in, in, immersed in it, and it takes a lot of time to be able to sort out what's real. So just keep your discernment up and keep your focus in on this because this is getting to be a crazier and crazier time by the moment. The one thing that is clear that we can see is that the banks are continuing to find financial crises we had Credit Suisse that lost at the first quarter $69 billion. For today, we have the First Republic Bank that's weighing in with $100 billion in asset sales to repay emergency Fed and FHLB loans. These are the sorts of things as they start to wipe out these regional banks. They're taking away the access to credit for businesses of all kinds and trying to force people into the the siphon and the ch the uh, channel, or I guess we'd say the uh, the filter that's going to go through the Fed under Fed Now. Fed Now is their big game. Once they can get everybody, all the pipelines built to Fed Now, everything will channel through the Fed, and they'll begin to itemize every one of your sales by name, by Social Security number, by by EIN, whatever you're using, and be able then to assess tax. Uh, start weighing in on your performance, your social credit score, etc. So this is the reality of the of the world that we're currently in, and we're going to have to start thinking very cautiously about how we move forward if you want to walk in kingdom. Of course, if you want to walk in the AI meta world, um, we'll wish you well and pray for you, but uh, you won't get out. That's pretty simple. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father God, we're here today humbled and before you by our free will and happily so. These again, as we've, we've prayed this a great deal, Father, these are complex times. And complex times in so many levels in that there's so much deception and there is so much flipping of truth before our very eyes. And on top of it, we now have a manipulative and deceitful agent in play which has its own agendas, increasingly has its own agendas, and that's this thing that we call artificial intelligence. So many people out here are 
playing with it and thinking that they're going to solve their problems, make their performance at work go better, trying to build businesses off of it. And sadly, this is just the heart of greed and the heart of desire to become wealthy and powerful. And it's those things, again, that continue to corrupt humankind to such a degree. It's amazing, I would say, how easy people are corrupted. So that said, Father, we just put our prayer out here today for the uncorruptible heart. We pray that the remnant can stand strong, that they can stand strong and endure this time to see truly what we are up against and to increasingly seek to disconnect from the technical world and reconnect with our human origins. We are in a time now when the blurring of lines between technical and human are blending. That is the true transition for humanity. And it's a choice that each one of us will have to confront and face. And the farther we go down this road, the ability to put one foot in one camp and one foot in the other will diminish. You will either be one in the uh, one in one camp or the other. And so we pray for that clarity, that strength, and that wisdom, Father, as we move forward in this time. There is a a perpetual need, I think, for people to believe, Father, in hope. And unfortunately, the lack of experience in war leads too often to people seeking hope rather than understanding that hope is rooted in our relationship with you and the actions that we take on the ground led by your wisdom. That we have hope, and hope was in our Savior, Christ Jesus. But increasingly, there is a war based on our against our faith. Increasingly, there is a war against the Bible. Increasingly, there is a war against your word. Increasingly, there is a war in to break our confidence, our trust, our desire, our free will, and the list goes on. So, Father, we pray today for an amazingly strong armor, an armor that can wrap around us that we will reinforce each and every day, an armor that includes the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, and the sword of the Spirit, an armor that is it girds us so heavily that as these things come in, they just simply, not only do they slide off and def- and deflect off of our armor, but they provide us with more insight into the enemy's tactics, that it provides us with greater discernment as we step into the battlefield, and that as these attacks come at us, that they're converted to the inspiration, the power, the energy that we need to stand mightily against this enemy that is continuing to attack relentlessly. So, Father, we are truly in a place right now that we are praying for that strength in the armor that you've given us, the armor, the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, and to walk with the gospel of peace. Father, that also means that we have to be greater and stronger within the word, that in this time, and a very difficult time, and this is the balance that we pray into almost regularly now, is this fine line between the beautiful and glorious love and power of the sword of the Spirit, and unfortunately because of this aggressive and villainous enemy that seeks to steal, rape, and destroy, we have to keep our guard up with the sword of steel. To be clear, Father, it's not a walk that we enjoy. It would be much easier just to love. But in this battlefield that's around us, that's immersed, that we're immersed in, and we are behind enemy lines, 
we know that there are moments that we may, and hopefully not, but may have to become Peter in the garden. But we pray into the power of Jesus and the power of healing and the power of, of all that Christ gave us in love. But we pray for that clarity for each person, that they understand, we all understand the importance and criticality of the times in which we live, that ultimately our greater missions are before us to expand the kingdom, to spread the word of the gospel, to protect and inspire the children, and to protect and nurture the elderly. Father, we lose the perspective on this world too often. We get wrapped up into our own things, and we pray for that those deviations that we've made, those transgressions, and we ask for forgiveness there. But our mission has been clear from the beginning, and it's not about me. It's not about someone else. It's not about the I. It's always about walking in the body of Christ and the greater part of being in kingdom. And Father, this will be, these prayers, as people take these prayers into their heart, will be translated differently. And that's important to appreciate. For each person has a mission here. And with that, it is important that we deviate and from the, the tendency to try to argue one way or another. That we reinforce one another as iron sharpens iron. And this is so critical because this is where the devil finds his play. As we try to find a universal and an understanding of scripture, we too often forget that the messages are, and missions are often very specific in relationship to you. So Father, as we strengthen each other and hear each other, let us not try to condemn each other as we're each following the missions that are led to us by your word and your grace. And where you need us, we will be. So send me, Lord, send us as you deem. In this time, it is difficult for many because it is, again, there has been a singular way of seeing Scripture, one way, one way only. And yet the stories of the Bible show differently, that there is many different missions within the body of Christ and within the umbrella of all that you are. And those missions all come together to weave a perfect army. And this perfect army now, as you are standing that up in this time, has different missions, different tasks and purposes. And as we come to understand each and support each, the stronger we become, the mightier we become. So, Father, let us see that, that glory and that gift, that we are each made in the perfection of your image, unique. And as we embrace that and we start to work with one another, we start to respect the different places which you have us in the battlefield. As we are given wisdom by you, given guidance by you, given the love by you, and there again, we are there for one another to raise each other up, iron sharpening iron. Bless us, Father, in this time, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I think that's an important point. It's just been in my heart, and just to share that today a lot, that there is a, there is a tendency. We're all impassioned right now in a good way. Hear me out. I mean, there, I, I find a, an amazing amount of passion for the Lord more than I've ever witnessed, and it's growing. And there are different ways in which this manifests. Um, I'm going to put it in simple terms and from my background so we can kind of say it. If you work with a, a team like, we'll call it a direct action team, may it be at Rangers or many times like Delta operators, they have a very specific mission set that's very much geared towards and, and I'm oversimplifying their missions in just case people are out here going, dude, you didn't include this. I get it. But 
their mission sets overall are direct action to to secure or to terminate a high-value target. And that is a particular mission set and a particular set of skill sets that that requires. When you take Special Forces guys, Green Berets, their mission, though they can do that and they do have direct action, one of their fundamental tasks is what is by with through, which means to stand up and empower people, which is the to free the oppressed so that they can be empowered as a guerrilla army to overthrow their, their oppressors. Those are two very different mission sets that you will see if you cruise through YouTube and you look for it, you'll find all sorts of silly videos about who's tougher, Ranger or, or Special Forces, who's tougher, Delta or Special Forces. That's just, that's just done to create stupid story and give people some fantasy and dream to walk around and, and just kind of a parody of, of what is real. They're all incredible. But the thing is they have different mission sets and they all ultimately do get along because they support one another, they, they'll operate together, and they respect each other's specialties and skills. So I, these are just an important piece to understand in the body of Christ, that we are unique, and we, are, we do have different mission sets. I've said this a lot over time, but I just wanted to reinforce it today, and I don't know why God's putting it on my heart to remind us. And I think a lot of it is because there's so much emphasis being placed right now on division, on separating, and Satan's moving at high speed right now. He is, he is trying to get inside everybody's head, trying to divide and to pillage and, and to just keep us separated. And yet we shouldn't be. Our, our central enemy is before us. It's taking many different stages right now. When I say that acting stages, not as in well, probably evolutionary stages, but definitely acting stages. You know, on one stage, it's like if you've ever been to like, uh, I'm trying to think it's Lollapalooza was in a, was a concert series way back. And they would, there was an area in this concert where they had like 10 different stages going and they had, you know, ska music and they had grunge music and they had you know, rap and they had all these different music venues going on within one big concert space. And every one of them was music and it would, to your liking or not, but it created this an amazing environment of people. It was actually pretty cool. In a, in a very human sense is what that was, is describing that body of Christ, that we each have these different places to be. But we're looking at an enemy right now on the flip of this that is working on these many stages. But what's behind them? That's the question. And what's behind all of this right now, and this is what we're going to get into tonight, is artificial intelligence. This is the engine. If we look past the noise and confusion, what are they actually doing? What is, what is all of this distraction about? Why is the economy crashing? We're, if you look at and say, if you look at the level and say because of financial irresponsibility, no, it, criminality and, and rape and pillage of the financial system, yes, but that is a symptom to a greater issue that at this point in time, it's always behind. It's to control people more. If we look at the transgender agenda, what is that all, all about? Ultimately, that's about giving rights to artificial intelligence is where that leads us. Is all roads right now lead back to this web of artificial intelligence. And it's crazy. And it is the hook that is getting people in already. And the problem with this time is that people are desperate for hope. And this is where I come in with a little bit of sage wisdom 
that I'm sharing here just from this, the actual fields of war. I think most people that have walked there would agree with me. When you're out there every single day and you're on patrols and you're walking it out and you're just, it's the same routine, there is the, what gives you hope is doing your mission right and being on point. So I just want to close with a story today to kind of give you that. And we're, I think we're going to have a great show tonight too. So I hope you'll join us. But here, here's a story. So I was working with a unit and they were actually 10th Mountain soldiers. And the irony is I had met them like two years prior. It was pretty cool, actually. I had met them, didn't even know the same unit. I had met them back in 2007. And then in 2010, I was sent over to Wardak province, which is south of Kabul, just to work with a unit. And it ended up being the same guys, which was really cool. Only this time, instead of doing artillery work, they were doing infantry work. And they happened to have a really sharp platoon sergeant. So we went in to an area, and we met with a village. And this was a, a day in and day out, they were doing these patrols. And these guys were getting worn down. They, they literally were. They were just, it's just like, all we're doing is going in and meeting with the village, pulling security. Our captain and our, and our platoon sergeant meet with the elders. We come, they have some chai and drink stuff. Then we get up and we walk out and we don't do anything. Well, what ends up happening is that we go in when I get there and I, and I was doing my work with the guys and teaching them some influence stuff and doing some influence work on the ground. We go into a village and as we go in, I'm standing with the captain and the platoon sergeant's right behind me and he and I look at each other and we connected immediately and knew something was wrong because the elder handed back $2,000 in American cash still with the bank banding on it. He had never opened it. And he said, take this and go away. And we knew immediately that there was a Taliban infiltration there. The platoon sergeant, being on his game, quickly called to his guys. He said, we're doing an exfil. It means we're getting out of there. We're changing the route. Set up your patrols. Do this or that. Okay. That platoon sergeant's quick attention to that and the guy's quick response to doing their job saved us. As we went out on a normal trail, we would come in and out on the same trail, which we shouldn't do, but it was the way it was done. We went out through the river, through the creek, which happened to be about 50 to 100 feet, probably like 50 feet actually, from where one guy had left the village meeting. We saw him leave and he had carried with him a satchel. And what he had carried was an IED. And he put it at the base of four birch trees. And I was the target. So when we passed that birch, set of birch trees, there was a little purple piece of cloth that was, and I later found that was about the about head height. And as I marked, that was the aiming point, they detonated that IED. Now, because they had put it on the trail, expecting us to go on the trail, it blew the other way. I still got a piece of shrapnel in my arm. One of the guys got a piece of shrapnel in his, in his shin. The detonation was pretty sizable, but the trees had blocked it. Now, why do I say all that story? What is the relevance now? The point is that doing their mission every single day allowed that group to survive and to keep focused and to constantly understand when that was an example that came to reality of the hope in that operation is always doing the mission. It's always dangerous out. Someone's always going to try to swack, swack you. And so here was a great case where doing the mission – 
staying focused, even though at times it gets frustrating, the mission saved our lives. The intensity and focus on doing the mission right saved our lives. And those guys did an amazing job. They, When they shifted to the, where we were going, they sent out the forward point guys to search, to clear the way. We did a great patrol back. And that's a whole long story that ultimately ends in us finding the bad guy and the bad guy being sent to another place. <laughs> but anyway, so in this time, um, this is... Um, this is such an important point is to keep your eyes open, keep focused, don't get frustrated with things. If you're feeling like it's heavy and it's overbearing, you're not getting hope, our hope is in our mission. Christ has already given us the reward. And I tell myself that every day. Christ has given us the reward. All we have to do is stay mission focused and say task on purpose. And when we do that, I'm telling you, what lies ahead is glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory for the kingdom, glory for God, our Father, and glory to the body of Christ. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy mission forward. I like that subdue the enemy thing. Man, I'm telling you, it's like, oh yeah, let's get this done. Anyway, Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 